Don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive. And go do that because what the world needs is people who have come alive. Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. We're coming at you with a brand new show. We appreciate whether you're listening on terrestrial radio across the country or as a podcast around the world. We certainly wouldn't be here without you. So stick around. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. You heard all about Suzanne in the introduction, so without further ado, welcome to the show. Hey Drew, so excited to be here. Good to see you. So, all right, let's, I mean, let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's learn about who you are, what you do. Can you tell us about yourself? Let's start there. Well, sounds good. So I'm Suzanne Monroe. I'm the founder of the International Association of Wellness Professionals, where we train holistic wellness coaches to basically carve their own uh, path and go out there and help people in the world with wellness. And if you would have told me I would have been doing this for my job, you know, when I was growing up and I was little, a kid, I would have said, what the heck are you talking about? I This is not something I could have dreamed up or imagined. And maybe if I share a little bit about my story today, you'll see how it all comes together. But, um, you know, when I and when I was a, a little girl, I always asked that question, like, what do I want to be when I grow up? And of course, people always ask that question, too. And most kids, you know, they have at least a standard response. I was always like, I don't know. I really didn't know the answer to the question. And as years went on, I still didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. But I did have a formula that I was following because my family uh, taught me kind of a formula and we're from the Midwest and, you know, Midwest is all like hardworking and you kind of follow the rules. And the formula was basically you go to a good school, you get good grades and you go out and get a good job and then you just stay in that good job and that is success. You'll be happy. So because I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up, that was the formula I followed and it kind of took me on an interesting path, but I'll, I'll just pause there for a minute. Okay. So what you're going to tell us the formula? What's the formula? How did you know what, what? What did your family, is this like a secret family tradition? Oh, no, this is, the, well, I hope, you know, I really had to come up with my own formula later because I was really following the formula that was kind of passed on to me from my family, right? You go to good, go to a good school, you get good grades, and you get a good job. And what happened was I did follow that formula thinking, okay, this is the path to success. Except when I got there, I was kind of surprised. In fact, my first job out of college, I landed working in this consulting firm in Chicago. And within the first week or so on the job, all of a sudden, I'm noticing my coworkers are sleeping under their desks. And in fact, I also ran into my boss one morning I was got there early. He was on the way to the bathroom and he was wearing his pajama pants, carrying his toothbrush. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, this is my first job and in the in the corporate world. And maybe this is just how things are. Like, I don't know any different. Right. So, you know, the story kind of continues from there. And it was a job where you're working 70, 80 hours a week. Um, and I was uh, flying internationally because I spoke Spanish. So they had me kind of going on these like international projects. So that even added more to it. And one time we were in Argentina and I'm sitting at my desk and it's the middle of the night. It was like, I think the third night in a row, we had stayed up all night working on this project. So there I am, I think it's like two or three in the morning. And I just, I like fall asleep pretty much at the conference table. I put my head down on the, on the desk and, you know, kind of startle awake. I'm like, all right, I, I get up and I leave. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I say to the team and I just leave and I have to go to bed. Cause I'm just, I'm so burned out. I'm so exhausted. And it was kind of a pivotal moment for me because I realized not only can I not do this project anymore, I don't think I can do this job anymore. And frankly, I just, I can't do this lifestyle anymore. Right. Because I, 
was really headed toward burnout. I mean, I had no energy. I was surviving on sugar and caffeine to kind of keep up with this fast paced working environment that I was in. And frankly, I wasn't happy. I didn't know what else to do, but I ultimately left that job. And the weird thing was I ended up in other positions that while they were different positions, they kind of still had the same atmosphere going on. So I was kind of going from burnout to burnout to burnout. And ultimately I had this reevaluation moment where I realized nothing's going to change. No one is coming to save me. I'm the only person who can save myself here and I have to do something different. So what were the other jobs? One was corporate for doing what? They were all in corporate. So this first one was I was in a a corporate consulting firm in Chicago. And basically we we consulted pharmaceutical companies on kind of marketing and things like that. Then, so then I'm like, oh, I'll get out of this and I might, I'll go work for a pharmaceutical company, okay? So, cause that's who I had these connections with cause they were our clients at the time. So then I ended up working for a pharmaceutical company and, and getting into that whole world. And you know what? Now that I'm in the holistic wellness field, which feels polar opposite, right? To like traditional <laughs> healthcare and pharmaceutical. At the time I thought, oh my gosh, this is like not me, right? Like I, not only am I facing career burnout, but like, I, I just don't even really kind of agree with any of this. I, I was seeing behind the scenes of everything that was going on. And it was really frustrating because I just wasn't passionate about what I was doing. But at the same time, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And what I always tell people now is that whatever's happening to you right now, oftentimes it actually is leading you to what you're meant to do next. At the time, I couldn't have seen that. But now here I am way on the other end of the spectrum in the health and wellness field. And I see how that was all part of my journey I had to go on to actually get here to where I am now. So what was that like from being on from one side? I was going to say the evil empire, but I should behave myself maybe. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, I'm out there on podcasts and talking. I actually don't really, I really don't talk that much about, you know, that time in my life that much. I mean, I talk about the career burnout piece. I don't talk about what it was like because, you know, that's not really, my role is not, I'm not going out there to kind of bash what's happening or whatever, but I know so many people have struggled and not found answers with traditional solutions that are available, you know? And so for me, from the job standpoint, it was just another career where I was like, wow, I'm, I don't like this. And there's no balance to this, right? Right? But but what really made it worse was that it wasn't in alignment with my values and what I was really starting to believe because my husband at the time, actually in the middle of all this, was diagnosed with an incurable illness. And so we went down the traditional path because that was the only thing we knew. And we were told, sorry, things are just going to go downhill from here. And we were kind of newlyweds at the time. We had just back from our honeymoon. And I'm seeing this future in front of me where life is just going to be going downhill from here. There's nothing you can do about it here. Take a pill. It might help. It has a lot of symptoms or a lot of side effects. It probably won't really help the symptoms that much anyway. So there we were, we were kind of like, what are we going to do about this? And I really decided I'm going to figure this out, right? Because the, the future was looking dismal. So um, I really put on my researcher hat. And at the time I became his coach, right? There wasn't really anything called coaching back then, but I, I really became his coach and I became this researcher really diving into what else we could do. And that really is what led us down kind of this different path. And what happened was because we didn't go the traditional path, because there wasn't really any answers there, we ended up going down this holistic wellness path. And and it changed everything. First of all, it changed his health and life. It's 20 plus years later and he's doing fine. And on the other side of it, it really opened up to me that there is another way, not just with our health, but even with our careers. See, because we're always told to follow that formula. This is what you have to do, right? Mm-hmm. This is the path. There's one way and we grow up thinking there's only one way. And right before me, I saw, wow, that's not true. We went a different way. It worked. And so I started kind of applying that methodology to my career. And I said, okay, I don't have to follow the traditional path with my career either. I can do something different. And so that was really like this light bulb moment for me. You know, I feel like I talk to a lot of people that go from conventional to holistic. I mean, it's a holistic show, but I kind of wonder if there's people that start in holistic and go conventional. I would guess not. (laughs) You know, I've 
also spoken to a lot of people similar similar you know thing everyone has kind of a story right like something's happened and then they don't have the answer so they're kind of forced to look into something else um and i don't i don't hear as often as people going back the other way but i do hear of some people that are really you know integrating the two so we're not really saying you know because it's so polarized right now it's like this is horrible or this is horrible and and we're seeing this not just with wellness or healthcare or you know any of this stuff everything is like it's either or right and you know maybe the true holistic approach is let's take what works here let's take what works there and really see what works for the individual that's 100%. kind of my philosophy right like it's it's all good let's find out what really works and obviously doing anything to an extreme can be detrimental too you mm-hmm. have to look at the whole picture yeah 100% i love the eastern medicine i've always loved it and ayurvedic lifestyle and but and i like i personally i don't i stay away from conventional medicine as much as possible but but i think there's room for both and if we had a more open mind on both sides i think if we come together and there'd be more solutions for everyone yeah if your arm gets cut off as uh dr nicole Pellian uh, says who i recently interviewed she's like if my arm gets cut off i'm gonna go i'm going to the hospital you know <laughs> but for everything else there's a different first line of defense right we can go back to so many things that are available to us uh and start there versus the approach you know you're saying people start over here and then they have to go over here it's like okay there's so many so many things that we can start with that don't have all these things that are going to cause all these side effects or impact us and um it's like why not start there yeah 100 so tell me what what ignited the burnout like you i mean you were already burnt out you felt like you could take control of your own health um how was you what was your first step to being like i can better control this burnout and help other people to do it yeah well um you know there's a couple different things that happen first of all i was because these worlds were kind of colliding i was having like the career burnout and then there was kind of the health crisis going on you know that was like really igniting this passion for me in health and wellness but i had to get really clear i had to kind of pause and say okay you know what really matters to me and i got really clear on what i call my personal principles and these and basically personal principles are basically just the things that you deeply care about right because i think for a lot of people we're so busy our lives are so complicated that we don't really pause and stop and think about you know what really matters to us what are the things we deeply care about but because i had this reevaluation moment it was a time for me to really pause and consider these things. And I have different personal principles, but I'll tell you that what was really coming through was one was wellness, right? That was really big. Family is another one of my personal principles. And then there was this other one, which I call sovereignty, which is kind of like independence and freedom. But sovereignty is basically, to me, it's kind of like self-sovereignty, this ability to be able to listen to your own truth and then take action based on that and really, again, carve your own path. And so those things were all kind of coming together for me. And I realized I really do want to go this traditional route. I don't want to go this traditional route anymore. I want to try something new. I really want to carve my own path and I'm going to do it in wellness and I'm, and I want to help people. Um, and so that was really kind of, you know, the big change moment for me. And it, it kind of reminds me of a lot of people, um, a lot of the coaches in our community, in fact, who find this path, who want to go out on their own and, and start something. I think that's something we all have in common is that we realize that these challenges that are happening to us, whether it's in your career or in your health, for example, you know, a lot of times people see those things and they're, they're obstacles, right? Versus saying, okay, what's the opportunity here? What can I learn from this? How can I grow from this? And how can I move forward and maybe do something with this? So how did you get out? A lot of people talk about getting out. They try to get out. They have their, they have a good paying job. They have benefits. Why would you leave all that? How did you get out? I think uh, 
you're you're making a good point here because a, a lot of people ask me that too, and a lot of people stay in their positions because you know th- it's really scary to take the leap to leave. And what I always tell people is take small steps. Like once you get clear on those personal principles, once you get clear on maybe something you'd want to do, don't just up and quit tomorrow, right? Because that's where it can be very scary. I mean, that might work for some people depending on your resources. But I took small steps. So first, I started going to like a career coach and really exploring like what could I do. Okay, I did that for a little while. I went and sat in on some university classes and be like, oh, do I like this? Do I like that? But as this was all coming together, I knew this is what I wanted to do. And I started moonlighting, right? I started actually coaching clients in the evenings while I still had my day job. Now, of course, this was kind of challenging because I was really busy and I had the burnout going on. But something about that, even though there was some long hours and long days there, because after my job, I went to my my new job, um, it ignited something in me. It, It kept that passion alive and it allowed me to take those small steps. And more importantly, it allowed me to gain some experience and allowed me to gain some confidence too to see how this could all come together. Had I just said, I'm leaving my job because I hate it without a plan in place, you know, I probably would have failed. So to me, it was really important to take those small steps. And um, that's what I did. And is that what you teach as well? So I'm really big on systems. <laughs> so one of my one of my things I'm really big on is just have people having systems to follow to, not that they're rigid systems, they're always customizable because I think everybody's path is unique, but having systems from people who have gone before you, steps that you can follow to take action. So yes, it's always a step-by-step step approach versus a lot of times we talk about the big vision, right? Like we want to have a big vision. Yes, we do. But sometimes it can feel like way too far out there. So we have to have all those small steps to really break it down. So every day we kind of know what are we doing next? What are we doing next? And again, that's really important. The other big piece that's important is support. So you can have all the systems, you can have all the plans, you can have all the guidance, you can have all the information. But if you don't have someone there supporting you and a community kind of a like-minded community that gets what you're up to, it can be a really lonely journey and you can kind of run into some mindset issues and obstacles that way that even if you have a plan in place, um, you're going to feel alone and you're not going to have that support. So I think systems and support are, are really big on the journey to what really whatever it is you're you're taking on. Yeah, I love the support aspect. We, we often talk about environment and I think it's along the similar lines of making sure you have the proper environment and you're surrounded by the like-minded people and positive people. Mm-hmm. But uh, definitely be really difficult to get out and move on if you don't have the, uh, the support that you're talking about. So once you decided to, once you decided to get out, I'd like to know more about the business aspect and how you're teaching people how to prevent burnout. Yeah. I mean, there's so many pieces to it. You know, I was telling you about my little formula that I followed. That was a formula that really didn't work out for me, right? It was something passed on to me and and I realized, okay, I've got to come up with a different formula um, to really define, you know, what it is I'm going to do next. And today I call it my alignment formula, but it's really about how do you get in alignment with what it is you're meant to do, whether you want to call it your soul's work or your life purpose. And to me, it comes down to three elements. The first is knowing what your natural talents are. So your natural talents, by the way, is basically where people, if they don't know what their natural talents are, it's like the things that just come like really easily to you. It's the stuff that people are like always telling you, you're so good at that. Like Drew, you're so amazing at like interviewing people and researching and asking provocative questions and speaking, right? There's different things that people are good at. And then there's the passion piece. Here's where you have to really look at, okay, what do I actually love doing? This is where you're going to pass hours doing something and you don't even realize that the time has gone by, right? Um, So there's that. What is it that you can really do that you love doing that you can pass hours by and you, you know, four hours go by and you're like, what the heck just happened, right? And then there's the story. It's your story. I think we all, we have to tie our personal story into our talents and our passion to help us define, okay, what it is we're meant to do. And that's one of the cool things about the coaching field is that you can have any natural talent, any passion really, and you're 
story and you can combine it all and be a coach because there's so many different things you can do with coaching, right? You could be, you could have your own podcast. You could be coaching clients. You could be coaching groups. You could develop a product. There's all different avenues you can go, but it's really important to be clear on what are your talents? What's your passion? And how does your story fit into it? And I always like to give people kind of an example because they're like, okay, great formula, Suzanne, but like, how does this all play out, right? For me, my, um, my passion, of course, was holistic wellness, right? Because I saw how it changed our lives. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. I, I want to share this with other people. I spent hours just researching. I was always reading up on the latest in health and wellness. It was literally kind of like my side thing. It's what I did after hours, right? When work was over, that's what I was into. On the weekends, I was going to farmer's markets or, you know, starting a garden, uh, you know, going to yoga. These were the things that like I was really into. But then there was my talents. Well, what were my talents? Okay, I always say I have many talents, but um, <laughs> one of my talents was, and I didn't, it wasn't that obvious right away, but it was about creating systems out of information, right? So I was just kind of talking about systems, but for me, that's something that it really was kind of a talent of mine um, in the sense that, you know, and when it applies to health and wellness, there's so much information out there, right? But it's like, how do you apply it? So I started systemizing a lot of the things that I was doing, not only in wellness, but in coaching my clients and then also in my business. And I saw, oh, wow, there's there's a roadmap here, right? Not just for myself, but that others can follow. And of course, then, um, then there was my story. My story really goes back to kind of this whole career burnout thing that we're talking about today. You know, I, I followed this formula and it, I wasn't happy. And so it really came about, carve, it came about being about carving my own path in life and listening to that inner truth and going after, you know, creating what was really in my heart rather than following someone else's version of that, right? I think a lot of us are following the path that others have laid out for us. So when you combine those three things, my talents, my passion, and my story, it really leads me to what I'm doing today. And I know it sounds kind of funny, but for anybody listening, if you kind of go through that process, you're going to start to unravel some things. You're going to see your story. You're going to see how it ties into your passion and your talents. And you may not immediately get the answer, like this is what I'm supposed to do, but you're going to get to that next step. And that's kind of goes back to what you were saying, Drew. You're going to get to that next step and then your next step and your next step. And then you get on the path. Do you have a system that you um, strategically walk through your clients to help them understand more about burnout? Well, burnout is just one of the many aspects that um, a holistic wellness coach might help someone with. So I'll, I'll show you this. We are, our holistic wellness system is called Wellness 360. And basically what it is, is 12 elements across three different dimensions of the self. And there's kind of like these 36 different factors that people look at. Now that sounds kind of like a lot of jargon. The point is, I believe wellness is not just about, you know, let's just focus on our food or let's focus on our exercise. You know, it really looks at all of these different factors and they're all interconnected. So for example, if you're facing career burnout, you can't just fix the career like I did. You go to another job. Well, you're probably, you're still there because you have all these other factors that are influencing it, right? Your relationships play a role. Your mindset plays a role. Yes, your food choices play a role. Your spirituality plays a role. Your, you know, your, um, your purpose in life, all these things are interconnected. And that's why I do believe an individual's journey is so unique. We can't just say to somebody, you know, do this to fix your problem. <clears throat> we really have to look at this interconnection. And that's truly what I think holistic wellness is about. And that's what we do with Wellness 360. So burnout, back to your question, is just one problem that anyone might have, right? And I, I always say this, that burnout is basically, you know, the definition of it, I believe, is like a state of physical, mental, and emotional exhaustion that comes about from prolonged stress, right? People really need to know the difference between stress and burnout. Stress itself is, um, is not necessarily bad. A certain amount of stress is actually kind of good for our brain, because if we didn't have it, like we'd have boredom. <laughs> and that that would be, you know, maybe not good if we were always bored. So a little bit of stress is good. 
um, all stress is not created equal. But then, you know, you've got burnout. And this comes from this ongoing stress that basically goes unaddressed. And, you know, for example, if you have a stressful day at work and you don't do anything about it and you have another stressful day and another stressful day, people think, oh, you know, here I am on the fifth day. Oh, it's not a stressful day. All's well. All that stress was building for the past five days and you didn't do anything to really care for it. Right. And those are kind of the things that can end up leading to burnout. And, you know, burnout is basically like you can't do anymore. You hit rock bottom. And when you get to that place, it can be very challenging to really get out of it because so many things start to impact you. Um, So I think it's really important for people who are feeling a lot of stress. That's really the first step. If you want me to make a system right here on the fly, I will tell you that the first thing you need to do is if you're getting having ongoing stress is to start addressing the stress, address the stress, address the stress now um, before it leads to burnout is really the very first step. And people say, well, how do I do that? You got to start looking at how you're feeling, what the symptoms are, because stress is usually coming in a couple of different ways. It's coming mentally, which is oftentimes brain fog, right? You're going about something then you completely forget what you were doing, brain fog. Then you've got the physical symptoms, right? This is just total exhaustion. Good example of this, you come home at the end of the day, you don't have any energy to be with your family. You don't have energy to exercise or move or to do something that you enjoy doing. Instead, you're just numbing out, numbing out on Netflix, for example, or Amazon Prime. And nothing wrong with doing that sometimes, right? Hulu, whatever your your fix is, or your phone. But when you're finding that's your way of restoring, then you're getting a physical sign of burnout. And then there's the emotional side. The emotional sign of burnout is you're just, you feel trapped. You say, there's just no way out of this. I have to pay the bills. There's nothing I can do. My life is just me being trapped and feeling exhausted and feeling horrible. If you're having those three sort of symptoms, then you've, you, you're you you're on the way to burnout. And I could give you a hundred different things you could do within the Wellness 360 system to start solving your burnout. Again, they're all great. You could eat better. You could eat more endorphins, which reduce stress. You know, you could uh, practice more mindfulness to create more peace and calm, but none of it really matters unless you take responsibility for where you are now. Because when I was in burnout, I spent a lot of time blaming other people. I blamed my boss. I blamed my coworkers. I blamed everybody. I was like, it's their fault. It's the company culture, right? That might've been true, but it was really important for me to take that responsibility for myself and say, great, what am I going to do about it? Right? So if you're having these burnout symptoms, you've got to say, okay, what am I going to do about it? And just, even if it's a little bit of time, just to think about how you can start making some of these simple changes is huge. Because if not, it's just a roller coaster that never ends. And how do you tell if someone's just, that's their lifestyle like how do you tell if it's burnout between lifestyle of coming home and binging and sitting on the couch till till it's time to go to sleep and then waking it up and going through your unmotivated nine to five the next day yeah i think that's a good question right i mean i think uh, we all we all face stress and we all like to do relaxing activities and we all probably end up you know scrolling our phone more than we should be it doesn't mean we're on the path to burnout but this burnout type of stress is it's heightened stress that goes on for a long period of time right and it leaves us feeling really exhausted and worn out. And if this is what's happening day after day after day, then, and you don't have motivation to do anything else to care for yourself, then you're probably you're probably heading toward burnout and you want to think about doing something about it. If you're on the other hand, like this is just, you don't feel motivated by life, right? Like that could be a whole nother thing. But either way, I think a lot of this comes back to, again, taking responsibility for what it is we want to do with our lives and also getting really clear on uh, what I call our narratives. I think we're all walking around with narratives. These are basically stories that we're just telling ourselves. A lot of it's from our unconscious thinking. Could also be from our upbringing, things our family told us, you know, in our early age, whatever. They're phrases that we say, they're badges of honor that we carry. I'll give you an example of one of mine. One of mine was, you never risk a lot for a little. This is one of my dad's favorite sayings. You never risk a lot 
for a little. I probably heard that on a daily basis, if not every other day. And what that told me was that you don't go out and do something that's not following the formula, that's not following the path, right? Because if you do, it's a huge risk and you probably won't be successful. So that little adage, that little narrative kept me trapped in career burnout for years because I thought that was a truth, right? And so, so we have an to- example of that is that would that be don't risk a lot being your job, money, benefits for a little, right? A little, a little what, of- following your purpose in life, you know, <laughs> right. it, you could apply it to anything. But bottom line, I became very risk averse. And even today, I'm not like the person who's like, you know, misadventure. Okay. I'm not like risk is not my favorite thing where other people are a little better with risk. Right. And so that really became for me when the moment came to like, wow, could I really follow my passion and purpose in life? Can I get out of a career that's causing burnout? You know, my initial narrative is like, nope, you can't do that. You must stay here. Right. So I had to get really clear about what some of these narratives were. What were some of these beliefs in a sense that I was carrying around? Right. Because we're all carrying these narratives that may or may not be narratives that we want to be carrying because carrying because the thing is our narratives actually impact what we end up doing because they impact our choices whether consciously or unconsciously and that really impacts our behaviors and then that impacts our actions so i had to be like okay what are these narratives and i had to start looking at them and anybody can do this you can just you know grab a paper and pen carve out 10 minutes and start looking at what are some of the beliefs that you're carrying around and some of them might be good narratives drew they might be like wow that's a good narrative i'm going to keep that one i want to pass that one on to my son you know like that's that's a great narrative mm. that's a legacy i, I want to keep i i truly believe this but you're probably going to find a lot of old narratives in there and you're going to say where did those come from and if you trace them back they didn't come from you they came from those who came before you nothing wrong with that but guess what it was those people's narratives and do you want that narrative do you want to carry that on you've got to make a decision and if you don't guess what you get to replace it with a new narrative a new story your story like money doesn't grow on trees that's another narrative right money doesn't grow on trees another one is i'm not good at relationships right or um i have to be the responsible one a lot of people have that one as it relates to career burnout, um, right? So I have to stay in this good job because it pays the bills and I have to be the responsible one here, right? And so these are all narratives. And guess what? Like they're not entirely true or they might be in some cases, but the only way that you can make them untrue is by rewriting the narrative and making a different choice. And um, it's possible, it's it's possible, but we have to take that time to do it. I call hitting hitting the pause button. We have to hit the pause button every once in a while instead of just going through the motions every day, coming home, like you said, you went through the motions, you come home, you're binging, you know, whatever. You've got to hit the pause button. Otherwise, you're never going to have that chance to really step back and get that clarity, take that kind of bird's eye view and be like, okay, like what is, what are all these pieces here? Because so those are the things that really cause you to make a different choice. Okay. So if any of our listeners are, are wanting to be a holistic practitioner or coach, they would come and contact you and you would teach them how to do that. That's right. Yep. Yep. They can come visit us. We've got lots of fun resources over on our site. I can share that later for people that they can just dive in and um, really, you know, depending on where you are on your journey, right? Some people might be like, wow, I'm just kind of thinking about what it is I want to do next. In that case, you might want to take what we call our career superpower quiz that can help you with the career you're in now to really tap into those talents and strengths and kind of show up more powerfully. And your career superpower is something that impacts all areas of your life. So if you're at the early stages of just really wondering, you know, gosh, what am I really meant to do with my life? I'd highly recommend people doing that first. Um, And you can do that over at superpowergift.com. That's where you can get your custom profile and take your career superpower quiz. Other people might be listening and being like, wow, because they follow Drew's show. It's amazing. He's always already bringing on like so 
so many interesting health and wellness topics and you're just like, this is already, you already know your passion and you're thinking maybe your talents would be good, like helping other people and you're already thinking about this, then that might be somebody a little further down the journey that um, is really, really ready to to step into a new career. Okay. So before we wrap things up, is there anything that you want to share with our audience that we may have missed? I'll say this. First of all, um, as I said earlier, everybody, I think, has these reevaluation moments in life, like these things that happen to you. It might be a health crisis that's happened to you or a family member or friend, right? It might be something in your job. Maybe you got fired or maybe you decide to quit or maybe something completely different. And oftentimes I think we try to muscle through these things. And I would say, take that time to just pause and reflect and say, okay, again, what's kind of the bigger opportunity here? We have a saying in our community, which is life is happening for you, not to you, right? So what exactly is happening for you right now? And also don't contort yourself to fit into someone else's box, into someone else's version of you. I believe we all have these unique gifts that we can follow and bring to the world. In fact, there's a a great quote out there by Howard Thurman who says, don't ask what the world needs, ask what makes you come alive and go do that because what the world needs is people who have come alive. So take that time to consider what makes you come alive and start sharing your gifts and just doing it in a step-by-step approach. Each step is going to lead you to that next step. Tell us about your uh, website where people can reach you and um, if anyone's listening, where they can get a hold of you. You can head over to IAWPWellnessCoach.com. When you get there, um, you're going to find lots of different resources uh, for kind of diving into this whole field of holistic wellness and coaching. So if that's of interest, you can explore there and um, check it out. Fantastic. That was wonderful. Thank you so, so much for your patience and understanding and all the information you shared with us today. Drew, it was fun to be here with you. Thanks so much. And I love what you're up to in the world. Keep doing it. Thank you. Bye. All right. That's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Once again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. You can always find us on facebook.com slash trueformlife. We post up there a couple times a day on our story. We're always trying to bring you more content around living a healthy lifestyle, whether that be nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. We also have free challenges that we do at least once a month. So if you follow us along there, you'll be able to join maybe a plank challenge or a squat challenge, Tabata challenge whatever it may be we'd love to have you join us we're also on instagram.com slash drew tadia again we're posting up there a couple times a day along with our story all dedicated to keeping you fit and healthy and on track our main website is trueformlife.com if you want to check out some of our products some of our services or if you just want some great content from videos to blog posts and recipes and more we got all that at trueformlife.com. Once again, thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.